wait a minute. This is the same crew that was speaking in tongues on the day of Pentecost. They already been filled with the Holy Ghost. It did say filled, not baptized. Did you notice that? They were baptized in the Holy Spirit on the day of Pentecost and the initial outpouring on you is called a baptism and thereafter there are many fillings. And they realized that they were up against a new opposition but no matter how much success they had had it did not go to their head. Did you hear me? tendency among Christians and certainly among preachers is when we have a little success we walk around scratching our head out to here and bragging on ourselves and we leave off the doing the work of God. Now we're going to have a brag session here Wednesday night. It's called a business meeting and we're going to thank God for all the miracles that he's done in our church in the last year and it is indeed a miracle. But friends lest we forget that the job isn't even one tenth done let me just remind all of that there is much work ahead. Praise God for the victories, but we must press on. They were filled again. We need to be filled again and again and again. I need to be refilled for this coming year. You need to be refilled. Every person in this church right now, unless you have been refilled with the Holy Ghost in the past week, I would say chances are you definitely need to be filled again tonight. And the Bible says that the result of that refilling of the Holy Ghost is that they spake the word of God with boldness. Aha, see there, you Pentecostals. It doesn't say they spoke in tongues, so I don't have to speak in tongues. I just preach the word, and that's the evidence of the baptism in the Holy Spirit. What do you think? Will that hold water? Well, it would if these weren't already tongue-talking believers. It would if there had not been an Acts 2-4, but there was... And so the truth is that the refilling on this occasion is for a new, greater evangelistic thrust. Friends, evangelism is carried on in the power and the person of the Holy Spirit. I cannot save anyone. I can gather a crowd together through entertainment. I can manipulate and I can get them into church membership, but I can't save them. It is only the Holy Spirit that calls them out of a life of sin and into a consecration to God and transforms them, and that's what I want. I want nothing less power of the Holy Spirit moving in a congregation, the worst sinner in the world has to get saved. Paul did. And the multitude of them that believed were of one heart and of one soul. Neither said any of them that all of the things which he possessed was his own, but they had all things common. They were a benevolent church. They cared for their own. And now here's the text. You say, boy, it sure took him a long time. If he's going to preach as long on that text as he preached on the rest of it, we're in trouble. And with great power, and with great power, gave the apostles witness of the resurrection of the Lord Jesus. And great grace was upon them all. There it is. There is what characterized that early church. There's the two elements that are so essential. When you find those two things in a body of believers or in a believer, you find a winning combination that the devil cannot defeat. Great power and great grace. Great power to do what? To witness to the resurrection of Jesus Christ 
Listen, friends, the church today has forgotten that it is to witness to the resurrection of Jesus Christ and they are witnessing to the Royal Ranger programs and they are witnessing to their Sunday school programs and they're witnessing to their good preachers and they're witnessing to their tithe records and they're witnessing to their sanctuaries but they are not witnessing to the resurrected Lord Jesus Christ and the world could care less about your program and about your sanctuary or anything else you've got. It is only the resurrected, supreme, divine, glorious Jesus that saves. What are we witnessing to? What are we witnessing to? That's what the power is for. That's what the power is for. To witness to the resurrection. Do you believe? Do you believe? Has the miracle of the resurrection been made real to you? Have you come forth from an experience with God saying, He is alive! He is alive! He is alive! Or have you gotten so much churchianity that you come forth saying, it is boring, it is boring, it is boring. Maybe it is where you come from. Where I live, he's alive. Friend, I tell you what, that does something to 